Welcome to the latest episode of Nickel City Soundtrack. Today we have Cool Taj the Great, the Boom Bap General. We talked to Taj about his career, his love of Kiss. We were joined by Iggy from Abnegation, who uh, is deep in the hip hop scene these days. And check it out, Iggy Life Bars. Brooklyn, New York, for many is home. Back live, Steve Austin, Fast Capone, Marco Polo, Disco G, Georgia Frizz. Welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. I am Mark. Hey, I'm Chris. Alex. Cool times. And I'm Iggy, man. And we're here interviewing Cool Taj the Great, the uh, Buffalo rapper. No. The the Boom Bap General, man. The Boom Bap General. All right. The Boom Bap General. MC through and through, man. MC (laughs) through and through. Never use the R word. Marley, they're about to take me through the ringer. (laughs) (laughs) Never use the R word. You know know what? It's funny, too, because I was... uh, washing dishes i was thinking i was saying man i'm gonna do a uh, ig post and say for those out there who uh you know who still rock with me at the at the time of my uh uh demise please make sure the headlines do not say rep buffalo rapper dies such as make sure it says <laughs> buffalo mc dies <laughs> yada 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 my apologies yeah, no nah, it's all good bro <laughs> and, and real quick man you know what it is just in case you don't know um, from what I understand it, from what I believe is, you know, rap it, and I don't knock the rap it. The rap is more so of a corporate, uh, you know, some of us would say puppet. But but if you play it smart, play your cards smart, then a rap is more corporate. MC is more so, you know, we don't we don't care about the corporate. We're for the people more so, so to speak. That's how it should be, you know, when they break it down like that. So so that's it. A little, little history for a little education for you. Thank yeah, you man, one hundred. Like, uh, I was there was going to be a question about how like the difference between a rapper and like hip hop or rapper and MC, and you just you got it right out of the way, right out of the box. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about how you started. Uh, you know, like what were some of your influences coming up? What made you want to be Cool Taj the Great? Like, what made you want to be an MC? Mm-hmm. And maybe a little bit of history of like uh, Buffalo and Western New York hip hop because. You know, like I'm 50, 51, mm-hmm. and in my memory, I don't, there's not a whole lot there that I can recall except for hip hop artists or MCs that were involved with the hardcore scene, like Project C or Mouth for War. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe you can help us out with that. Okay. Oh, and uh, Baby Steps, Mark, was it Baby yeah, Steps? Yeah, they were a little crew going on here. Yeah, yeah. Baby Steps was, uh, so I'll start with Baby Steps. Um, Baby Steps was definitely uh, pivotal and, um, um, significant, you know, um, to, to the Buffalo hip hop scene during, uh, the 90s, you know, shout out to, uh, Josh Brown. Um, I know he was leading that and he comes from out of a 
his crew, uh, Pseudo Slang, I believe. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure if they still go by that name, but you know, I think um, so, baby, man. Okay, so yeah, Baby Steps was uh was definitely an avenue for me, you know, for underground hip hop, you know, um, just another channel, um, throughout the the time period of hip hop. So that was the '90s. So go all the way back to me, um. And if you guys see this story, man, I can't help it. It's, it's just my story. So again, if, you know, I get interviewed and it's kind of the same story. I wish I could make something else up, but it's not. <laughs> it, it, right? It's cool though, because like the people who listen to our podcast aren't really oh, no. familiar right. with you. So yeah. it's like breaking new ground for okay. a whole new great. audience. Great, 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 great. 10 great. episodes deep. And this is the first thing that's outside the realm of punk and hardcore. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Bet, 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 bet. So, um, and, and speaking of punk and hardcore, so um, I can even start with that being a uh, nine-year-old kid this is uh <clears throat> excuse me about 80 84 i'm 46 born in 74 um you know during uh the, the late 70s early 80s you know it was kind of disco you know um and your soft rock your hard rock you know at that time um i'm being influenced my grandparents parents were heavy into music and we all and they had different um Especially my father had a different uh, taste for everything. So I grew up as a as as the little black kid in the hood listening to Kiss. <laughs> you know nice. what I'm saying? <laughs> all, all the notes, Duran Duran, Sticks, Police, Sting, you know, um, uh, man. And then, you know, uh, jazz, you know. My father, my grandfather was into jazz, blues. So I had an array of all different type of musical backgrounds, you know, and uh, so... I guess that all influenced me and, you know, created me who I am today. You know, even though my particular genre of music is hip hop, you know, the funny thing is as much as I love it, I don't listen to it. You know, I'd be amazed if people say, yo, you ever heard it? So nah, nah, because my radio station is 91.1 uh, Canada jazz, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I listen to, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so, uh, so boom. So growing up uh, in Buffalo, um, I had, uh, I always say the word, I say the luxury of uh, my grandmother living in East Orange, New Jersey, which is next door to New York City. Um, and my mother used to uh, basically go over to New York City and shop, you know, way before I was born. You know, that was a thing to do for the family. So growing up, you know, uh, being shipped off during the summers and living in New Jersey with my grandparents or hanging out with my aunts going over to New York City the early eighties is when disco was kind of, I won't even see it's fizzing out and, and hip hop is starting to gradually, you know, emerge. So you're hearing this, you know, run DMC and the fat boys and Curtis blow and, you know, all these, you know, new groups and this new sound, you know, I'm getting it right then and there, you know, uh, face up, you know? Mm -hmm. So coming back <laughs> to Buffalo, Buffalo two, three months behind, you know, at a time I didn't know, I wasn't aware of that. I'm, you know, just a kid. But as I start getting older, it started dawning on me like, yo, like I kind of got a little, you know, a little edge as, as, as being another uh, in interview had asked me, say, yo, you know, you got an edge just because I was hit to what was already going on in New York City. And, that, and again, the time was just different. You know, Buffalo was, uh, you know, just, just a little slow in, the, in, in those areas because, you know, hip hop was new, you know, mm -hmm. so it emerging. I, uh, you know, immediately got turned on just like any other person who is into hip hop or from, you know, can, can go back, you know, that far as far as being influenced by, you know, this new sound, this, 
you know, innovating uh, fashion, you know, it was also fashion too, it was a language, you know, it was a culture, you know, yeah, totally. so, so breakdancing, seeing breakdancing in the subway trains, you know, uh, the graffiti on the trains, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, walking, you know, throughout New York City, you know, boom box, you know, guys mm -hmm. with the boom box, you know, you're hearing, you know, the, the sound, you know, so gradually um, it became influential in my life. Buffalo has history um, when it comes to more so DJs when it first started out, you know, um, that was more so what was kind of, you know, prevalent was being a DJ. So before I was rapping, I was a DJ, you know, DJs were kind of like, you know, like the shit, not really the rappers, but then, you know, rap became uh, a, a entity in itself in hip hop and kind of overshadowed the DJ and, to this day, it still overshadows the DJ because we look for the rapper, right? And, you know, then you get into production and, you know, sampling and all the other stuff when it comes to production. So, so Taj, what, what uh, made you, so if you're a DJ and mm -hmm. what made you geared more towards MCing and why did you stick with MCing? Um, because I sucked as a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that from trying to break dance, man. Totally. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was okay, but it wasn't my you know it wasn't my thing. Um, yeah. You know, uh, shout out to uh, DJ Shay of uh, uh, BSF. Yeah. You know, from yeah. you know, the Zelda family. But that was you know me and him. You know, we came up together, and he we wasn't. I wouldn't say he was my arch rival. We had friendly battles, right? It wasn't nothing yeah. serious. But uh, but just watching from him and other DJs, like, man, I can't keep up with that because you have to keep being innovative, you know, blending records and, you know, all that DJ stuff. Yeah. I was just more so cut scratch, put the record on, you know. Um, I did take pride in myself because um, I knew of underground um, record stores that get that you can get the uh, latest records, you know, yeah. uh, before they really hit the, you know, the rest of the market. So, yeah, so uh, real quick, speaking on that, Mm -hmm. What were the hot record stores for hip hop? Because like for hardcore and stuff, it was like Home of the Hits and a couple of others. Yeah, but, Home, Home of the Hits. That was on Elmwood and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Forest. Forest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but Gary over down uh down the street, Apollo. Yeah, Apollo. Yeah, you go, yeah. That was that was the that my underground going downstairs into Gary's uh little downstairs part. Man, I was finding all types of stuff. You know, um. You know, but I can't really remember. It was underground stuff back then, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, you had the Fat Boys, right, uh, who was popular, but then you had a group called the Skinny Boys, you know. Yep. It was kind of an offshoot. But before they kind of really hit the airwaves, you know, I got that record, you know. So, um, and then uh, Record Theater, too, back in when uh, the University Plaza, before it got its facelift and, you know, uh -huh. uh, back in the, yeah, when record theater. When it was under, when it was under yeah, everything, you yeah, had to go down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, I got yeah. kicked out of there so many times because they thought I was stealing <laughs> shit. So many times. I actually, yeah, yeah. my first job was at the tops behind that uh, record theater. Yeah. And I got fired from there because record theater kept kicking me out. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's such a stupid story. Like, yeah, 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 fired because yeah. another store thought you were stealing. Right, you. right. Unfortunately, right, right, right. Yeah, but um, but yeah, fired. but but just in this, in a, in a, in a nutshell, that's what it was. You know, just uh, being able to be, you know, um, uh, graduate from that DJ and and, and start rapping. Um, my I had a partner. Um, 
and we became we were so influenced with Run DMC, and he had glasses, so he was DMC, and I was Run, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so cheesy, right? But that's what it was, you know. So um, my penship just started increasing, and then I like literature at, as a kid. I probably didn't even know it at the time. My mother was an English uh, uh, teacher too, so you know, literature, wordplay, that was already kind of up my alley, you know. So the MC was born, you know. Right. So where did you, where in Buffalo did you grow up? Uh, I grew up uh, pretty much on the east side of Buffalo, Fillmore and um, uh, Winslow, uh, Fillmore Ferry District. uh, And then I moved, we moved on Bailey um, in 85. So Bailey, uh, Easton and Bailey. And um, yeah, since then, that's, you know, I grew up there during my, my high school years. Yeah, my late high school years, I lived on Comstock for Bailey and Kensington. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I was, you know, I was over there from, we was there from 85 to like 92. My mother's still there, matter of fact, on uh, off Bailey. Yeah. Oh, Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so once you become, once you become a, an MC, when, when is your first gig? Like, when did you start performing in front of people? Oh, uh, start, man, you know, we take it back to high school. You know, I was that guy that was bringing my turntables in for press, uh, pep rallies, you know, um, you know, we was, uh, my class was, our population was, was the biggest population in the school. So the seniors population wasn't as strong. So we kind of was dominant and we started making raps about the, the senior population, <laughs> kind of dissing them. You know, they was the football team. We was the, you know, the rapper, the hip hop dudes, you know? So, um, so boom, you know, high school, but when it became start, start getting serious, um, you know, just rapping in front of, you know, even battles, you know, battles was pretty heavy. It'd be a lot of people, you know, crowds, um, you know, it's not like it is now where it's all kind of scheduled and, and staged. And I don't mean staged as far as fake, but, you know, schedule, but it was just, but, uh, show wise, uh, again, baby steps, you know, um, you know, from the man, from the backyards to the, you know, to the, to the, you know, uh, uh, spring break college sessions, you know, they have a spring break. Um, and then it just started gradually, you know, gradually increasing to, to wherever I can get a gig at, <laughs> you know, Very cool. yeah, I, yeah. I performed, I performed Great PA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> PA. Right. Right. Shout out to right. 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 So what 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 uh venues in Buffalo were catering to like underground hip hop? Because like I know the Icon had some stuff, but then there was the Wu Tang incident that ended up shutting the Icon down. But like what beyond the Icon? Like what places were there? Or even after that, what places were there? Um, um, the Icon came back though. Uh, after that, to be honest, just to start there, the Icon um came back after that because me and not necessarily me. But uh, uh, a group of guys in my in my circle start uh, uh, promoting shows there, you know. So okay. we had a uh, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, uh, OC, uh, uh, Pat Poos. Um, so after that Wu Tang incident, it still kind of you know had some some progression, and then eventually it dissolved. But um, other places were uh, I remember KRS came to a skating land to to the arena, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the DJ name? Ron G, you know, came to another skating uh, uh, location on Ferry, Skateland. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Buffalo was never, Buffalo didn't have like, uh, like clubs, like, like Buff, you know, we, 
they would call them clubs, but they're not really not clubs. They're bars, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have a venue like like the Trout or maybe the Mohawk. But at that time, you know, nobody wasn't playing at, no hip hop was playing at the Mohawk. I don't even know if the Mohawk was even still going. Was the Mohawk still rocking? But back in, you know. Uh, I, for a long time, it was like a, uh, I want to say like a folk bar or something. Okay. Like there, there was like, Punk and hardcore stuff in the 80s and 90s, it's always had a problem finding a uh, a venue that would last for more than a little while. So right. there was like right. the Metal Shop, the Painter's Hall, the River Rock, uh, Scrapyard, Randall's, mm-hmm. and then shows moved to Lockport. And mm-hmm. then there was the Mercury Theater in the late 90s, uh, the show place for bigger ones yeah, in the okay. late 90s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, matter of fact, the Icon till Wu Tang. Right, right. Uh, the one on um, Grant Street. Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, is that the show place? It's two shows. Yeah, yeah that's show place theater. Yeah, yeah. And then it's one on Bailey too. But nobody really came to Bailey. But over here on Grant, a couple a uh, couple acts came in over on Grant. Um, but yeah, that's about it. You know, it wasn't too many um, too many locations. Just basically wherever he's, where anybody can you know get a get a venue. You know, and then I what thought- is. I thought Baby Steps had a regular night at Broadway Joe's back in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. They that was consistent. That's kind of kind of why I mentioned them first. They they was definitely you know instrumental in and provided. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't forget DBGBs. You know that oh, yeah. was uh, their uh, what is it? Uh, 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 I forgot what the acronym meant, but um, Duke yeah, Bohemian yeah. Grove Bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and uh, across the street. Um, Man, it's been so so wild. So so uh, uh, many. They have stuff at Nietzsche's. Nietzsche's is across the street. They have stuff there. Yeah. Matter of fact, I brought uh, me and a couple guys brought you know Black Moon. Um, We brought Black Moon to to Nietzsche's. Matter of fact, brought the whole boot camp click in different periods. Um, So yeah, excuse me. So yeah, uh, EPMD came to uh, to DBGBs, uh, Sadat X, um, a couple. That was kind of like what what they were kind of like you know fashioning. Upon as far as uh, I can't say I don't want to say old school acts, but that's what it was, you know, mm-hmm. because of the population. It wasn't, you know, kind of the millennials in there. It was, you know, kind of us, you know, and we still rock to Red Man and EPMD and Sadat X. So, and at that time, it was a good. I'm quite sure it was very good for these artists to be able to still make some money. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Dodge, did you have uh, any stuff before your solo stuff? Did you record as a group with anyone or anything? Yeah, uh, me and me and my man, my man DMC, who was who was playing DMC, my man. Oh, yeah. Day, you know, we we um, you know, that's what I started out as as a uh, as a duel. You know, it was me and him. I was uh-huh. DJ. He was rapping. Then um, you know, I started rapping. So we was rapping together, and we was going by the Vets and Thieves, um, V E T S. You know, dash in dash thieves. Um, the vets meant because we felt that we was uh, veterans at what we do and thieves we put on there because, you know, we felt we had to have the mentality to take what we, what we want, you know, as far as, you know, trying to get, you know, attention from record labels, we got to take this shit, you know, thief, yeah. thief like a thief. So, so we ran with that for a while. Then we, um, we became a conglomerate, um, and formed, uh, upstate entertainment. And during the nineties, we were very, uh, popular um because it was uh, uh an array of different artists and we all just it was, we had a couple of cats that was uh and we was all homeboys you know but we were just all 
Well, some of us were. We had mutual friends. We are. We formed Wu-Tang. This is a little bit before <laughs> Wu-Tang came out because it was like 16 of us, you know, that we kind of fizzed down to like maybe 12 of us, right? So it was a conglomerate of uh, solo artists, uh, a couple producers, and uh, like three different crews, you know, um, that contained like two to three to four artists. So we was a conglomerate. And when Wu-Tang first came out, um, we was like, yo, who are these cats? You know, we, we the ones that's deep, but the world don't know it. <laughs> you know, only Buffalo know it, you know? And so we was going to change our name from Upstate. And it's matter of fact, when we was looking for a name, before we really said we was going with Upstate Entertainment, we was kind of using that as an umbrella, but we were still looking for a name. But we was going to come as the Bloody Rain Gang. And the Bloody Rain Gang yes. is the rival crew to the Wu-Tang Clan in the martial arts films. Ah, yeah. so we was like, yo, let's come as the Bloody Rain Gang and be their rival. You know, I don't know how that worked out. You know, uh, you know, it could have gone so many directions, but it's just amazing to think about. Yeah, right, right. Now that's 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 one for the for, for the books. I never really told that story. So yeah, we was gonna be we was gonna be Wu Tang Clan's rival, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad. It, hey, you know, it, it didn't work out that way. So 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 um. So my partner over the years, you know, we become a uh, family man. You know, I got married at 21. You know, I had a kid um, and then I took in another, you know, my you know, wife at the time. She had a, already had a child. So you know, I got two kids, you know, um, and my partner does, too. You know, we, um, you know, becoming family men early, you know, and he gradually um, stopped, rhy- stopped rhyming, you know, taking it serious, you know, um, and then it came a point. You know, shout out to my to my partner, Money Dave, if you watching, <laughs> you know, eventually when this airs, um, you know, he stopped rhyming. You know, he would hit me up like, yo, man, you know, I apologize. feel like I, you know, like I left you. And I'm like, nah, you good, you know. I could say, I think for me, it was always in me. Not saying it wasn't in him, you know, it, it, it's still in him. But I yeah. think for me, you know, I, I was I was nine years old. When I look at my, my 10-year-old now, you know, I was a different kid at nine, you know, I'm I was different, you know, um, the, and the world seemed a little bit more tougher, you know, especially in New York City in the 80s, you know, so, you know, being nine years old and, and really knowing, you know, the ins and outs almost about hip hop. I know graffiti artists names. I'm, you know, I know slang. I'm, you know, I was already in it was it's innate, you know, so um, and it's funny because another uh, homie of mine, we're working on something and he said, yo. You know, you're the only one that kept going. And we're talking about, you know, out the conglomerate group that I was talking about. He's like, yo, you're the only one. There's about 16 of us, about 12 or 16 of us. And I was like, wow. So I just look at it as just like, this is who I am. This is just, this is just me. It was never a thing of, you know, oh, I'm I'm a rat because it's something, it's something, it's something new and, and to, you might get some money out of it type of thing, you know? Yeah. So I'm more of about the culture than, you know, uh, chasing a bag and all that, you know, you know, all this other stuff that goes on. So they call me old school. I'm cool with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> are, are any of your kids uh, rapping or anything? Uh, my 25 year old, he does on the low. He tells me he used, you know, he'll tell me uh, he would be embarrassed to play his stuff because, you know, he think I judge it or whatever. When I first heard it, I was like, OK, that's cool. You know, um, you battle him. <laughs> no, no, he don't, he don't, you know, he's a millennial, so you know, I get it. My, uh, but my ten-year-old though, um, and my wife, you know, my wife, I met my wife through this, you know, through through music, you know. Um, it's funny we supposed to made a record, you know, and 
we ended up making two kids, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so, so she became out, you know, she's a blessing, but she sings. So we, the whole family is kind of like, you know, musical, you know, she yeah. sings, plays piano, you know, got, we got guitars. And so my, my, my 10 year old, you know, he was drumming at the age of two, you know, um, so now he makes beats, just got him an MPC, uh, the MPK, mini MPK, MPC, uh, Akai. And Akai has yeah. a, a free, a free uh, software. So now I just gotta, you know, get it all hooked up. And you know, he makes beats on gar- a Garage Band. You know, so, so yeah, you know, as far as rapping, you know, I don't think any of them has really stepped up to that plate. That you know, yeah, but, I think you probably set a pretty high bar, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a, that's, <laughs> right, right. It's right. a big shadow yeah. to get out from under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. But um, but you know, I I I'm not one to you know pushing on them. You know, do what yeah. you. My thing is, you know, just do what you love, man, and love what you do. You know, and if you have a passion, you know, it's nothing wrong with trying to turn your passion into profit. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, man. You know why not? You know. What was the when was the last time you performed before all this stuff happened? Man, you know what, bro, it, it, and it just be my luck too, right? So, um, so so real quick, right? Uh, as of so. When I when I came down to uh to 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 PA and I rocked uh you know and I met Egg you know and uh we kicked it that was you know yeah uh, a, a good while ago um, yeah yeah you know, I was I, looking through old emails man that was like uh, what like 2010 or 2011 yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, you first yeah, started coming right, up yeah. right right and so I was I was you know linked up with Tone you know yeah um, deep deep thinking so um. You know, to be honest, at the time when I was linked up with him, I didn't really, he will, oh, I felt that I would, I needed a management. I felt that I needed someone to, uh, to help, to help me build my, my, my situation. Yeah, he right. was always looking at me as like, dude, because of my veteranship, you know, like, man, you self-managed, you know, that, that just, just utilize the label. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really utilize it to my, to my, to my man, he had people working there. I could have had them like, yo, I need you to email this. And I wasn't, you know, I was yeah. still dinosaur still, you know. Um, <clears throat> so when I so when I departed from him, you know, and it wasn't nothing bad, it was just, you know, time was up. I I left uh the music scene for about five years, like 2012 yeah. to like 20, 2011 to like 2016. Done with it, you know. It was like, man, I wasn't inspired, uh, felt like middle-aged crisis <laughs> life crisis <laughs> yeah what am i gonna Adult do now? <laughs> right right <laughs> right so um so what happened was um i had built a relationship with a guy named gary uh gary bond aka fat gary who uh who is who managed gangstar who managed p rock um uh, dj premier statics like you know managed a couple cats but really gangstar was his was his his, his job to manage I uh, went looking for DJ Premier back in 2005, and <clears throat> I had, um, when I went to look for him, he wasn't available, but Gary was, and, you know, I, I went in there like LL Cool J off a of Crush Groove. I had my radio. <laughs> he was like, what's up? I was like, man, box. You know, I played whatever whatever I played at the time, and he just like, every, he laughed because he knew what I was emulating, you know. So uh, sat me down and, you know, I'm like, man, he's like, yo, it sounds dope. So I'm like, great, sign, where I sign at, you know, <laughs> they don't work like that, you know. So so long story short, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, he would, uh, this is 2005, 
DJ Premier ended up playing one of my records on the radio. Matter of fact, here goes a quick story. Uh, Mr. Walt from the Beat Miners. Um, I was I was helping a friend of mine move. He was in New York, and I was helping him move his girlfriend to uh, to Boston. Raining, I was a little bit pissed because you know I don't do well driving in the rain, and you know we're in a U-Haul, and they end up telling me that I'm the one that's going to be driving. They don't have driver's licenses. Boom! <laughs> so right? moving me. <laughs> so Sounds I'm like helping Mark move. Yeah, so, so the whole so, so the whole trip is just just rainy. We get there, she sends us back to New York on a Greyhound uh, on the next day, right? So long story short, I'm on the Greyhound. I'm pissed about the situation. She's supposed to pay me. She didn't pay me. I drove. I wasn't supposed to drive. I don't like driving in the rain. Yada yada. Mister Walk from the Beat Miners calls me. No, somebody from Buffalo calls me and say, "Yo, they playing your record on the radio." I was already used to that. You know, at the time, I was like, oh, OK, that's dope. You know, shout out to uh, my man, DT. He always kept me in rotation when he uh, developed his local segment uh, section on the on the radio station. So I was already used to that. But Mr. Walt called me and said that right after that, I thought I was a superstar on that Greyhound for a minute. <laughs> right after that phone call, Mr. Walt called me and said, yo, I think DJ Premier is playing your record. I was like, oh, word. So now. I'm kind of like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> so he confirmed it. I confirmed it. And that was dope. Long story short, um, 2017, I started getting back into it. You know, I'm like, okay, let me let me get back into it. Let me see what happens. You know, uh, I'm getting familiar with all these new uh, 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 online hip hop, right? Everything is starting to be online, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a new, the industry is, is, is shifting, right? Um you know, streaming is starting to, you know, become uh, prevalent. CDs are no longer, uh, you know, I think the thing that passes MP3s now. So, so I'm coming into this, into this new world or whatever. And uh, so I'm just like, man, let me see what I can do. Right. And so as of 2017, you know, I get a call uh, from Gary Bond, from Fat Gary, like, yo, what's up with you? Now, mind you, you know, it's 20, it's 2017. I went to go check this guy in 20, 2005. He always stayed in touch, but we never, you know, worked on anything. So 2017, he hits me up like, yo, what's up? I was like, yo, it's crazy. You just hit me. I'm about to release my mixtape tomorrow. Yo, I help you run it. So I had to put the phone like, hold on. You serious? Like, you know, he's like, yeah. So boom, as of then, we've been running it, right? We've been running. So I've have, have been fortunate enough to, uh, make a record with Pete Rock that that was kind of like you know the most popular record I made which was entitled Layers which yeah. I, you know, did a record Double L. yeah about the polo <laughs> uh, the low life uh uh culture so yeah. um, so to bring that to answer the question is that uh I supposed to had uh went on a roll premiere uh possibly or uh you know some other you know entity you know um this past summer from what I heard through the grapevine you know I don't know if it was true or not you know, but just from, uh, you know, from, from the team, it was like, yo, you know, I think Premier might have wanted to take you out on the road this summer. Um, yeah. But even if that, that wasn't the case, I already had things lined up. You know, matter of fact, March 25th of last year was supposed to have been my album release party. But during that time, you know, COVID was starting to, you know, be more prevalent. You know, mm-hmm. it started going from, you know, nobody can congregate with each other 500. Then it went down to 100. Then it went down to 50. Then it went down to 10 to zero. So X me out performing, if anything. So I haven't really performed in quite a while outside of, of Buffalo, which has been 
basically well over a year now because of this COVID situation. So that's why I say it would just be my luck. You know, had uh, you know, the big homies, yo, I want to take you out on the road. Uh, we can't go COVID. Like, damn. The world shuts down. <laughs> right, right, right. The world, the world's not ready for that much heat, so it's right. gonna shut down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so, so how was it? How was it shooting that video in uh, Times Square? Um, it was dope. It was dope. It was uh, a dope experience. Wait, did, did you guys like do a guerrilla style, or did you get like permits and everything? Nah, guerrilla style. Um, yeah, I did check with uh, Rack Low. Shout out to Rack Low. He was uh, he was the host. The, and he's you know that's his thing. Rack Low is mm-hmm. uh, is one of the uh, generals of the Polo uh, Ralph Lauren uh, uh, life culture. So uh, so I contacted him. Um, before I even, when I was doing a song, you know, because I just wanted to check with some official cats before I started talking about their culture, right? Um, even though I still felt that, you know, plus my homeboys was already a part of the culture, but I wanted to talk to them to get some inside information because I was really making a, uh, a historic, a, a history record, you know, to bring mm-hmm. light on the culture. Um, so in a nutshell, when he was like, yeah, yeah, we having a, um, annual i have an annual you know such and such locals on the deuce you know i was like well yo you know i'll come through shoot a video he's like bet so that's what we did <laughs> you know nice. packed up and uh my wife was definitely uh instrumental of securing some real plush hotels and you know securing a lot of you know uh other elements and made the, the journey dope so i gotta shout my wife out and um, you know, it came together pretty dope, you know. And shout out to BBJ Films, uh, Rashid Jones, who was the cameraman behind all that. It was just one cameraman, you know, and yeah, yeah. picked it up well. It came out dope. Yeah. So let's, let's let's talk a little bit about that because, like, I don't know about Iggy, Mark, and Alex, but my experience with Polo, mm-hmm. it was generally just like Guido's wearing it. So like, it it wasn't like a positive thing for me, but I'm noticing there's a little bit of an upcurrent in hardcore people wearing like polo gear, but I know really nothing about it. So like, like what's the low life thing about? Like, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Um, well, basically it was, you know, some, some cats, inner city cats, you know, inner city, uh, African-American kids living in, you know, the, the, the pits of Brooklyn, you know, uh, um, Brownsville to, to, to Crown Heights, you know, um, poverty, you know, poverty. And I'm not drawing a picture of like, you know, uh, we ain't got a pot to piss in, you know, it's just that, you know, we can't afford that type of, uh, um, clothing line. So we're going to steal this shit. (laughs) You know, so that became, that became not almost, uh, I can't even say, uh, you know, uh, what you call it a, a pastime. It became like, yo, this is what we do. And from what I understand, you know, um, you know, Thurston, shout out to Thurston Howe, who uh, Thurston Howe, um, the third, and I believe he got that name, I believe from uh, the guy from uh, Gilligan's Island because he was, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not sure. That's just what I understand. So, but shout out to him. He's definitely um, uh, uh, a staple in that, in that culture. And he is still uh, very, uh, uh, active in the culture, you yeah, know, like Ralph Lauren, like has him at his shows and stuff. Yeah, now. right, right. <laughs> like right. he like represents. <laughs> right, right, right. He is, he is the coach. He carries the coach on the back, on his back. He was, you know, yeah. he was there among, you know, uh, another handful of them. Shout out to Big Ralph Flo, you know. Um, so these, these, these cats are the inventors. 
the originators of of Ralph uh, of the low life. So from his story, he said that he was trying to kick it to a girl, and she was like, you know, get out of here, you low life. Now low life has always been in in English culture and always kind of significant signif- uh, signifies someone who was you know lowly, you know, then you know uh, a, a sore and a sore to to our community, you know. So uh, he was like, oh, okay, low life. I'm a you know, we rock this polo shit anyway. We, we are, I am a low life, you know, so he ran with it. You know, I am a low life, but he attached it, you know, basically to the clothing brand and their, uh, and their uh, fascination for, and their thrill for, for going out and, and basically boosting this shit, you know? Yeah. These guys start, you know, basically boosting it and turning it into more so of a, a, a friendly competitive type of sport. Yo, who got the flyest, you know, polo shit, you know, or who can go up, you know, in the most uh, secure spot and come out with, you know, 13 racks of different fly shit, you know, fly different polo clothes, right? So that has been, um, that's what they created. And to this day, they they have influenced, um, and, 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 and again, you know, polo has always been, you know, available for sale. People have I, I, you know, had a polo shirt, but I didn't think of it like a low, you know, on a low life level, you know, but I had friends who, you know, was into it, but I didn't pay mm-hmm. it no mind because me and myself at the time, I just wasn't, you know, a big fashion person, you know, just throw me a nice shirt, you know, some dope kicks and I'm good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know a guy I work with big time into polo shout out to die kitty, uh, okay. but he, he, I, I never really got it because like I said, like coming up, it was like the Guidos that wore that stuff yeah, yeah. and like the hardcore kids. We always had beef with the Guidos as like, yeah. I, I mean, everybody had beef with the Guidos back yeah. then because they're fucking Guidos. Right. 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 But like, <laughs> so like continuing on this. Chris, wait, wait, best... wait, wait a second, man. So it's well, funny you say that dude, because for us in Erie coming up, and, and, you know, we looked up to fucking like ZT and Snapcase, um, yeah. Solid State, Mike Kamade. Yeah. Like those dudes were like, you know, lacrosse. They were like, they were, they were dressed well, man. So we'd see them wear polo and we'd be like, oh, polo. My buddy Rob almost got the polo horse tan, dude. <laughs> Being uh, like, all right, so maybe maybe it was the more punk end that had a problem with polo, yes. or maybe polo yeah, was yeah. too cheap for me, and I was too Dude, busy stealing Buffalo dudes always look so good. To, we're like, man, they dress so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a time where 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 prep was real was real popular, like the style of prep. You know, mm-hmm. your corners, yeah. your your K Swiss. You know, your yeah. uh, your colorful polo shirts knits iggy iggy had some really nice black case Swiss, and the second i saw him i ran right out and bought some See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's these freaking dope ass black canvas case Swiss that like all you guys were wearing and i was like yep, yeah get me a pair and i did <laughs> yeah so so yeah that that's basically how that came along um and just being just wanting to be creative you know a lot of uh uh Rap music has the uh, you know the, the storyline of you know drugs, guns, and you know yada yada, you know, a lot of dr- dramatic stuff, right? So mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to be I like to use you know be creative. So I say you know let me let me talk about you know the low life, you know, and yeah, yeah. And, it, and it blew up, you know, for that. So so career. on that, what's your best boost story without getting yourself in trouble? My I, mean, boost- I guess the statue would be well well passed on that, but you know. Uh, my boo story in my personal life. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yo, wow. 
I remember me and my man Jay, we went to the mall, uh, uh, Boulevard. Which one? Boulevard? Boulevard, yeah. The mall. We go on JCPenney's. At this time, we wasn't boosting any low. We was boosting Nautica. <laughs> That's yeah. the fun thing. You know, we, was, we was Nautica heads, man. Um, so, you know, I got... I got my shit on, you know, I'm looking like the Michelin man, you know, with you know, two pair of jeans, you know, you know, George Costanza. Right. Right. Mind you, I'm, you know, mind you, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a black teenager, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I'm really not standing out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they really don't see me, you know, and this being my fifth time here, like, you know, in the past two weeks, they don't. So, uh, so of course, you know, they 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 caught up to us. And we're and with me and my man Jay, we walking out, you know, that brisk fast walk. Mm-hmm. We get to the car. I'm thinking that we shake these these uh security guys off. I'm like 15, and all I heard was and him at and him at the window, like, you know, if the, the gig is up, get out, you know. And so we get out, and, you know, they didn't put me in handcuffs. They put me in the car, took me over to Amherst, you know, police station. But I swear to you this, man, with my dad, my parents, I was, at the time, I was one of the fortunate kids whose whose dad was still in the house. At this moment, I probably wish he didn't live in the house. <laughs> when he, they picked me up. My parents came and they picked me up. My dad said, my dad is cool. Cool as a fan. That's where I kind of get my personality from, this cool Taj thing, right? It's my dad. Cool, jazzed out. But this particular day, he said, I advise you not to walk next to me. Ooh. <laughs> no, no cussing words. You don't know your motherfucker. None of that. I advise you not to walk next to me right now. Man, I was trembling in my boots. So I wasn't even more so scared of the police or anything, consequences that had come down the line. I was scared of that, you know? So I ain't never boost again, but, but flipping years later when I start getting into more graffiti and I tag my name at at uh at uh Fillmore and Ferry. Mind you, he's a he's an NFTA bus driver. Yo, was that your name? Was that your name on that on the garage door? You know, the store store garage gate? <laughs> nah man, that wasn't me, man. Yeah, I ain't I ain't done tires in the town. <laughs> yeah. no, so he would, he would he would see that like yo, I think I seen your name over here on such and such street. Cool Taj, ain't that you? There's <laughs> some more cool Taj's out here, man. I wouldn't do nothing like that. And plus, I know you drive the bus around here. You know that that reverse psychology. I know you, I know you drive the bus around here. I yeah, the shit out of your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, crazy, crazy. And so he ended up moving to Harlem. He go funny thing. He ended up moving to Harlem after my parents split up. He ended up staying on 139th from Lennox, the home uh, of Big L. I don't even yeah. know. I'm I'm in Harlem every summer during uh summer, you know, school when school let out during the summer. I'm in Harlem, right? 139th from Lennox. I had no clue that that was Big L's block, you know, at the time. I just wasn't and I was in tune with Big L, but I probably wasn't paying attention to him saying 139th, you know, at the time of him shouting out his block. So, you know. I grew I grew up during the summers, the whole nineties during the summers of high, you know, high school summer vacation, you know, on Big L's block. My dad used to tell me, um, you know, hanging out with my my cousin or or uh, you know, my sister, you know, my stepsister, or I would bring my homeboy, my right hand man, who was, you know, my rap partner, Money Dave. I would bring him with me, you know, for the summer. And uh, he would tell us, you know, don't go to the Bronx. So 
we end up in the Bronx, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, not too much, not too much. Sure thing, Dad. Yeah, we right. Definitely right. not go there. <laughs> right, 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 right. You got my word. We didn't go that. We're just gonna go to the store real quick. Don't worry right. about it. Right. That right. is not my name on the wall, and right, I'm not right. going to the Bronx. Right, right. <laughs> and when I got uh, when I got older, 2005, I was living in the Bronx when I had my my uh, when I took myself to uh, uh, to go looking for DJ Premier. When I told you about that story, I was living in the Bronx at the time. And at that time, I, you know, I was a grown man. I called my dad and said, yo, guess where I live at? He said, you live in the fucking Bronx, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, just temporarily, man, just temporarily. He said, if you don't get out of there, we cracked up. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's funny, man, how things resurface, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Taj, what do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, with Griselda, and, and all those dudes like definitely put Buffalo front and center right now with hip hop. Like what, what do you think of that change? Like all of a sudden, like Buffalo is getting so much shine, man. Like, mm-hmm. is that sort of like overwhelming to you? Or are you sort of like, man, I've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> um, No, no, I wouldn't say it's overwhelming. And I think that I know that the town know that I, that, you know, I'm a staple here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I also know that by human behavior, we like to follow whatever's trending, you know, and they were trending, but they not only were they trending, they sustained their trend. You know, oh, what I'm yeah, man. So, sure. so I say because they're good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. because yeah. like they, they, they have skills, man. Like, right. 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 Yeah. Um, but let's but I always say this, you know, and it's and it's it's a it's a sometimes it's a tricky conversation when I'm asked that question because I never want to come off like, yo. You know, dismiss anything that they've done. Yeah. However, though, you know, and they even said it. Yo, yo, we grew up listening to to Mom D. You know, they yeah. was they wasn't growing up listening to whatever at the time, uh, Soldier Boy and whatever. You know, yeah. they're ten right. years younger than me, right? So, what when you know you can you can imagine the 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 uh, the time block as far as yeah. ten years. You know, so but they're listening to what we already was into. You know, and again, for me, and I think for a lot of cats uh, um, from my era, we we didn't necessarily fizz out or or we just disappeared. There was no longer we wasn't inspired no more. I know I wasn't. You know, I was like, that shit is corny. You know, no, no disrespect to the South. You know, a lot of different places start kind of taking over. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a New York State type of cat and and my sound was was appearing to become extinct and I wasn't really feeling too much of anything else here or there because I like all music but rap was becoming too too popcornish you know it wasn't that gritty you know mob deep you know Wu-Tang you know this is you know 2000s now you know the 90s is kind of over they they kind of like resurfaced that that grind yeah. that energy that 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 yeah. um, that nostalgia However, though, cats like myself, different other MCs, we all we already been here. We just we didn't have the uh, the the global attention that they yeah. you know that they um, managed to uh, to to attract. We also come from an era of door to door record labels. I don't come from an era of Facebook. I, you know that's that's something that came into into play. You know, so so the era was a little bit different. You know, when we were trying to knock down the door. Physically, you know, the, the industry shifted where, you know, you could sit at your crib and, 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 and blow up, 
you know, by sending your records out through through the wire, as I call it, you know. And so even with the hustle tactic as as uh as West Side Gun has has displayed too, you gotta have business uh savvy, you know. So, you know, hats off to them cats. You know, I still remind people that, you know, they're not the only ones in Buffalo that's thorough though. You know what I'm oh, saying? So, without a doubt, man. Yeah, that's that's all I you know, that's all I try to clarify is like because a lot of people only see them. You know, yeah. especially in different place, different countries. And that's cool. You know, that's cool. You know, I'm, I don't, you know, have no problem with it because, you know, I do my thing and, you know, I already got my lane, you know, established. Yeah. So, you know, um, having any type of like, you know, ill sentiments, nah, you know, salute to them cats. But, you know, everybody know what it is. You know, I'm, I'm cool to have great and I'm in my own lane. You know, when it comes to this, you know, yes. I do my yeah. thing. And whoever else you do your thing, you know, so that's what it is. And I'm dope at my shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, nope. no question. And nobody don't want to battle. I don't care who you are. Nobody. Babies <laughs> down. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's just what it is, you know? So, word up. Dude, for real, the last couple of years, man, you have, like, been relentless, like, dropping project after project. So yeah, does that feel good to be? consistently, like, consistently good or better than the next like you've been killing it the last couple of years yeah, without a doubt I, I appreciate that you know that that means a lot man because when you know when the work is is you know it's like you, you know you, you your kid coming home and showing you their, their a on it on their report card or an assignment man it you know it's a good feeling to be acknowledged for for that hard work um the funny thing is um have you guys seen the movie soul yet yeah. ah no, uh, no, not yet. No, no, no. Watch the soul. Okay, it's only me watching these animated cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have Disney Plus yet. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie. I, I've, you know, if they paid me a dollar for me promoting it, man, shoot, I'd probably be, I'd probably be half rich right now, you know. So, <laughs> but um, but there's a point in there where, and I won't give the story away, but it, you know, if you saw the 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 preview or anything, the trailer, you know, it's about music. It's not, it's about your soul. It's about also music. You know, this guy plays music, Jamie Hart, Jamie Hart, um, Jamie Foxx is, uh, is, uh, just the, you know, the lead guy in the joint, but there's a time in the movie. He says, uh, he got a chance to play with this, 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 uh, uh, renowned jazz, uh, singer. Right. And, uh, when he got a chance to play with her, they stepped out afterwards and he said, okay, what's next? And she was like, shit, nine o'clock tonight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking for that, that next big, you know, what's next. And for me, that's where I used to be like, okay, man, what's next. Right. What's, and it's almost like, man, it's really, it's really nothing next. you make your next, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like the uh, the set, you know, the set is going to change, you know, like like a, a comedy set show, you know, OK, next scene. It's, it's no you you have to make the next scene nowadays in this as an independent artist. So, um, you know, it's about really educating yourself, learning your market and, and attacking it, being innovative and creative. You know, um, the, the, to be honest with you, you know. I looked around, I always thought to myself, I say, yo, uh, always had, I thought that like, man, when I get to like, you know, in the industry, this is me 21 cool ties, right? And man, when I get in the industry, man, I'll be on and, you know, man, da, da, da. Or, or when my craft is, is, is acknowledged, it was like, you know, it's, I thought it was going to be like this, uh, well, some cats get a welcoming committee, right? 
I, I didn't get a welcoming committee. I, I did in a way, but I really didn't. You know, it wasn't like, you know, like I stepped in. It was like I stepped in, but didn't really, you know, didn't feel like I went through any threshold, you know, but, you know, was verified and confirmed, you know, by a lot of cats, you know, um, that with respect, like, nah, dog, you, you official, you know, you official, you know, I just didn't step into a, a record label deal, you know, and I'm glad I didn't, you know, due to, you know, the, uh, the autonomy that an independent artist has now, you know, so it's kind of like perfect timing for me, you know, so I'm just bleed it out, man, till the wheels fall off this shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Are there any plans for like physical copies of your records? Um, yeah, I'm always, always have hard copies, uh, CDs. Um, you know, we tried to do a, uh, I did a, a vinyl promote, a vinyl campaign with Bandcamp. I was lucky enough to, uh, link up with them. Um, it, it wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be and that's okay. You know, um, learning, learning stages, you know, so, um, but yeah, always have hard copies, um, you know, um, of, of the, of the, uh, uh, other products so i am uh at a point right now where i'm kind of really booked for the rest of the year i have like five to six projects that that i'm involved in and will be dropping you know this year this is the first time everywhere um i start the, the whole beginning of the year with you know like damn near seven albums to do you know like it's like two wow. albums it's like three albums and a couple eps but this is all by you know um um you know linking up with cats you know a like cats and you know making an agreement to work on music, you know? So, you know, again, you know, it's, it, it's fun and exciting, you know, it's back to that thrill now, you know, um, I had to dismiss of, you know, looking for that next, what's the next level, what's the next thing? Because I set myself up for disappointment because I'm looking for something that probably is not necessarily, you know, even in existence. I just have to create, you know, create that, you know, whatever that is, you know, so, so yeah. You know, I just watched uh, today something basically, you know, I forgot who it was, man. If you want to be famous, sign to a record label. If you want to make money, you need to learn how to stream your music, you know. And, and, you know, so so that's where it's at for me, you know, just trying to trying to bleed that that, uh, you know, getting to more in tune with, with uh, I don't even like saying my fans, but supporters, you know, those who rock with my craft, get more into, in tune with them and, you know, just keep pushing it, you know. Yeah, totally. So, so kind of piggybacking off of uh, Soul, who would you, alive or dead, love to work with or have worked with? And well, I'm sorry, what'd you say? So, like mm-hmm. musically, like who would you love to have worked with, alive or oh. dead? You know, what I'm saying oh, like who, like, like, like if, in you, the if you can work with anyone. Um, you know what? It's funny because, uh, you know, again, and that's what led me to, you know, go searching for, for DJ Premier. Do I think he's the only, you know, dopest DJ producer? No, it's, it's many of them, but that's who I gravitated to, you know, uh, Gangstar. You know, that was my favorite rap group. I mean, he is the dopest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's man. other dope ones. Right, but, but Premier right. is, dope. is right. the dopest. Right, right. right. <laughs> when I heard right. him play your shit, I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Premier is laying it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's it's a thrill. Even even to this day that he still, when he played, I'm like, man, that's crazy. You know, um, because it was a time I was looking for this guy. <laughs> you know, now I ain't cutting and scratching. So I can actually say, hey, if you stay, I can actually say, if you stay persistent in what you love and do, you know, um, things will, will come to the light. I, I can testify to that. Like 2005, I'm looking for this guy. 
you know, 20,000 to 20,019, you know, he playing, you know, interviewing me, playing down a block and around the corner. And, you know, so I'm sitting with him now and, you know, and it's also, you know, overspilled into other, you know, avenues and DJs and, you know, social media people. So, so it's dope, man. Um, you know, it's more so, you know, Guru, who I wanted to, to do a record with, I ended up kind of doing one with them, um, with, uh, their last album called, um, um, uh, one of the best yet, which featured a song on there called Bad Name. Um, and so I got the instrumental through Gary, you know, who, you know, still part of the Gangstar family, like, yo, spin a remix on this. It was all, it was scheduled for Breadman and Method Man, right? When I, when I first got it, I was told it was me, Method Man and Redman. So I was excited, like, okay. And I was also saying, I said, I got to bust they ass, right? Because this yeah. is like, yo, this is my, this is my first time you know, being on something with two, you know, world-renowned, you know, MCs. And I'm not intimidated at all. I'm about to light them up, you know. So it ended up being two different records. You know, they had their own schedule one time. You know, me, you know, I'm just a family man. I go in the studio quick. I laid two verses. I sent it to, it said, which one ever you like? It picked that one. Uh, BBJ, Black, uh, Rashid Jones, Black uh, Belt Films, uh, 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 shot the video you know we shot a video for it and it became like super dope so I kind of like recorded with who I wanted to record with you know or, although he's not here in the physical um I used to have other cats I wanted to record with but I think with how I've gravitated to who I am now and no disrespect to you know uh artists you know I don't want to really I don't have I don't really have a uh a desire no more to work with anyone I don't you know care no more I just want to do what I'm doing. My thing is, is, is uh, sharing my platform with uh, artists who I know, you know, should that deserve some some light, you know, especially from Buffalo because I know the, I know what it feels like to be, you know, wanting your craft acknowledged, you know, when you struggle to, you know, get your craft out there, but you don't have the the avenues or the platforms or the relationships. So if I find like Cass is dope, like yo, you want to hop on a record? You know, and, and it'll go through my channels, you know, that they may not have the, the luxury of having those, those that platform. So who, who are some of those dudes, man? Um, I featured some cats um, on my last on this current album I'm dropping called from uh, from the Park Bench era. Um, <clears throat> I got my cousin Molly Maul on there. Uh, he go by Maul Most. My man Joey Sands uh, is on that record, is on a record on there. Um, uh, my man G Moneybags. G Moneybags is dope. Um, I just, you know, me and I guess we, we, you know, he was in tune with me. I wasn't really in, I guess I, you know, I, I stated myself, you know what I mean? So if you're not really in my immediate circle, I may know you, but I don't know you. But when, you know, my, uh, a mutual homie of ours, I was like, yo, you know, check out G Moneybags. So I started checking him. I was like, yo, fam, you, you, he became my favorite MC. I'm like, yo dogs, you was crazy. So I got him on the record. I even sent the record, uh, one of his records to Primo, like, yo, Prem, check this record out. If, you know, if it's dope, you know, he hit me back, like, yo, dope, email it to me. You know what I mean? I was like, bet, you know? So, again, utilizing my uh, resources and platform, you know, to cats that, you know, have a, you know, struggle to get their, their music out. I don't even say struggle, but, you know, are in the process of getting their relationships and, and, and resources up in order for their craft to be, you know, acknowledge on a larger scale. So, 
Yeah, there's, no, there's say, no struggles. It's only opportunities. Yeah, all that to say is it's basically instead of running to, you know, your, your Buster Rhymes and your Red Mans and your Method Mans to get features from them, which will, which always adds, should add value to your craft and your popularity. I just choose not to at this time and try to take people who, who are not known, you know, and yo, here go a little, here go a little, you know, a little uh, opportunity to, you know, say, say, you, say you do your thing, you know, wherever that takes you, you know? So that's, that's what I, that's what I do. Yeah, man, it's great. We'll try to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mark, you got that list of questions. Yeah, I, I got questions. Um, <laughs> so being the MC you are, um, this isn't a list of questions, but like, what do you think of like, <laughs> Like all these like um little like peep rappers, little whoever rappers, all that stuff, all that like you know, that new style of rap. They're, they're leeches, man, they're leeches. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> bums, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just wanted to get that out, right? Fair enough. But what with but with due respect, man, you know what it is. What it is is this, man. You know, I could take that route and be like, man, they're leeches, man, you know, just culture vultures. What it is is that these kids are removed from the. They removed. They're they're removed from the culture. They're removed from. Damn man, somebody said it earlier. They said, "Oh, Styles P." I was watching an old clip of Styles P, and he said, "Yo, when we was shorties, we was looking up to Big Daddy Kane and Rock Kim. Like, yo, I want to be just like you, older head. You know, like. But now it's this older head, young boy thing going on, right? Like, man, get out of here, old head." Well, the old head, I wanted to be like the old heads, you know? Now with the young boys don't want to be like the old heads, man. We we run this. We the young boys, we run this. We didn't come like that. That wasn't my era. So a lot of this, you know, little so-and-so and, you know, uh, you know, uh, snitch nines and all this stuff. I really think that dude worked for the, worked for the feds, man. It's, it's, it's whack as hell, man, to be honest with you. It's entertaining, you yeah. know, and I think for me, and I and I and I get you that because Taj, you know, it's entertaining. It's entertainment. Don't forget rap is entertainment. Don't forget rap is entertainment. And I'll be like, I feel you, man, but I come from the come from an era where rap was real, where every everything is real. And it's it's not, it's not it's what we have is stage reality, right? It's stage reality. I come from that real, real shit. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking about self-expression and they're talking about entertaining the crowd. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm talking about like like giving words to 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 heal, to help heal situations, words of medicine, like Grandmaster Flash and the message or something, or something to to resonate with, with your, you know, your, your your situation, whoever you are, no matter what creed, religion, color, your skin, whatever. You know, again, again, I'm kid listening to kiss, you know, Halloween, what? I got the star on my eye, my mom went to off state in the makeup department. And she sold, so I got a cape on. I got the fire. Uh, I was also Donnie from uh, Donnie and uh, what was the chick name, man? Donnie, Donnie Marie. Marie. Yeah, I was Donnie all day. What? So, so again, man, influence and 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 you know, just some positive energy. Everything is so, you know, my ice is this. Everything is so materialistic, and it's and it's not realistic, you know. So. I don't really don't you know everything is like a circus man so to answer your question you know uh, for 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 a good time 
type of thing, yeah, you know, I can't front. I, you know, if I'm in a party mode, you know, I may listen to some shit that I normally wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't buy it, you know, it's just, it's just serving a purpose because of the vibe. But a lot of it is just, you know, it's just a lot of staged bull stuff, you know. And what what really bothers me too is that a lot of this, you know, uh, violent uh, type of lyricism, you know, I, man, I send me, I do this to you, I, you know, I pull out the gun and then, you know, man, I'm, man, I'm a boss and all this. You is you sending messages to to kids who really gonna live this shit, who gonna try to live this shit, and they not gonna get away with it. You know, these kids are, are broke. They, you know. You know, they show all this stacks of money, but a lot of this stuff is 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 for entertainment purposes. But when these kids, real kids, go out here and try to emulate these rappers, they ended up end up being the ones and sitting in front of a, a, a judge and jury. You know, getting hit with football numbers. You know, man, fifty two years. You know, because I'm listening to, I'm trying to emulate this lifestyle because I'm influenced by it. You know, and we all know, man. You know, these kids. You know, you. We know from a scientific point, man, your shit ain't, your, 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 what is it? You know, your, your brain ain't fully developed until you're like 21 or some shit, right? So you, you know. Yeah, like 24, 25, right, yeah. Right. So these kids are, are, are singing these songs, you know, of, you know, death and destruction and, and drug taking. And don't get me wrong. I come from a drug era too. Drugs is not, you know, nothing new in, in, in any era of music, you know. What is the, the, advoc- the, the advocacy of it? You know, we had our little marijuana songs, you know, or, you know, um, back in the days when uh, rappers, when, you know, who smokes, you know, anybody doing some blow, say ho, that was it. We're not making a whole song about it. You know, we're not implementing it in every bar, you know. So, so it's a lot of things that I think that, you know, unfortunately, you know what it is? This is it. This is it. Hip hop is not regulated, man. Hip hop is not regulated. Hip hop needs to be hip hop music to me, needs to be regulated like the FDA or some shit, you know, like any other industry. You ill, there's certain criteria that you got to meet before you are even establishing this shit. You know, we don't have that. There's the difference, right, man? Like, just like you were saying, don't call you a rapper, right? You're an MC. And and what these kids are, like, presented with, like, it's just such a clear, defined difference between entertainment and these, you know, just what's being pumped into their brains mm-hmm. and then, and then the skill set and, and yeah. what the culture is really about, you know, right, like that's, I was like going to say that like rap is entertainment. Hip hop is a culture. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 And you know what, in the, in the same breath, man, it's like, you know, it's a freaking double bladed sword because it's, it's hard. I can't knock it because, you know, you have, you know, kids from the, from the inner city, you know, no matter what, again, no matter what color you are, you know, you got, poor people and you have this culture you know predominantly created by black and brown kids however though it influence you know all groups of people hip-hop is one culture that you really can't be involved in as being a racist <laughs> you know or being prejudiced you, because it's too much of a conglomerate of people thing right so what has happened is, is that it was invented and, and it came about to combat against the you know the marginalized the disenfranchised the you know the system the st- the uh, systemic, you know, bullshit. But now what it does is it, it perpetuates, you know, the the ailment, you know, perpetuates the, you know, the, the shit that it was combating when it first came out. So what it is is that now, and so the double-bladed sword is like, oh, but it employs though, you know, kids are just freaking in, you know, 
you know, the whole family was tw- 12 of them. Cousins aren't sleeping in, a ho- in, in one bedroom. Oh, the kid made a hit record, you know, off into, you know, a mansion they go, you know, depending on if they manage their money well, but it allows you to make some money. Of course, the labels are going to make more, but it also employs hip hop has, you know, created a mad jobs, you know, and, and created, uh, you know, little, in, little small businesses of entities in, in itself. You know, I went to school for graphic design, man, my dumb ass. If I didn't allow my graphic design uh, teacher to uh, uh, stress me out. And if I paid attention more, if I, you know, was really into it, I probably would be, uh, you know, into graphic design right now. And because it's very prominent now, you know, but you know, 92, I'm not thinking about being a graphic designer, you know, thinking about being, you know, a rapper and shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I have my, you know, my priorities a little bit, you know, uh, so all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it's, it's dope, you know, but uh, I think what it is is that um, these these, this generation and what we have now is just removed from the original essence of what it is, you know. And then now, and then it's called old school or that's old or, you know, like, and, you know. Which, I mean, like for me, seeing Griselda, like those dudes blow up and, and combine and have such a big influence does so much good for hip hop, right? Like, yeah. like they're actually bringing like a skill set and they've been able to manage it blow up worldwide and and influence so much more. And sort of take the shine away from all the bullshit that was coming up, you know. So yeah, that yeah, that is definitely yeah. some good. Yeah, and right. their merch game's on point too. Right, right, right. <laughs> I will, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Matter <laughs> of fact, they were, they were the, uh, they were the calling. You know, hip hop was pretty much kind of like you know, just yeah. just the same, man. Everything was just you know bland. It was bland yeah. and it was, you know uninspiring. And then you know you got these these creepy dope ass beats you know and then these cats spitting some shit that you know sound familiar the, the texture sounds familiar you know but then you realize like yo these some new cats this is not you know someone so who i thought was coming out with a new red this oh shit these cats oh they ready from buffalo <laughs> what yeah. the fuck these niggas from buffalo oh shit <laughs> like yo but it's funny because like again even Westside said, and I'm glad he said it, you know, like, yo, we, we've been doing it. We, the sound, we kept the sound. It's been, it was New York city that, that switched up, you know, trying to blend in with, you know, everything right. that was n- newly trending, you know, it was New York rappers that was, you know, switching up. I remember Fat Joe was like, man, boom, bap ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't going to get you. And he right at the time he's right. Boom, bap is not going to get you rich and famous you know, or rich, you know, if you choose not to be famous, but when you're, when you step into the rapper realm, you're going to be famous. You know, I was just telling my wife today, I said, damn, man, you know, uh, I was told, man, when the light switch turned on, that shit is on. Ain't no turning it off, whether you successful or not. And we already know we didn't watch, you know, uh skier from ring the bell is on drugs and Man, he ain't relevant no more, but his light switch is still on. You're gonna once you're famous, you're famous, man. And you know, that's just something I, I'd never really, you know, uh, uh desire, you know, because once you're famous, you're famous, whether you're whether you're relevant and doing good or whether you're not, you know. Uh so I don't know, man. This shit is weird, man, but you know, um, I like that hip hop has uh, again allowed 
people to be uh, creative and and turn their passion into profits. But without any regulation, anybody can just, you know, everybody rap now, you know, everybody rap and everybody kind of rap for money now, you know, you can kind of ask these new cats, who's Cool Hurricane? Who was the foundation of you know, rapping? Yeah. You know, damn, I'm for all that old shit, man. You know, yeah. pop Miley and let's get busy. <laughs> you know? So, but, uh, but again, Griselda brought that, yo, you know, that, that New York grit, you know, and not necessarily yeah. New York City, but, you know, we're New York, we're Buffalo, New York. So we're New York and they bought, they brought that grit, you know, so, so that's dope. Yeah, man, definitely. So I think we should wrap it up a little. Oh, here. I, still, I still got a couple random things. Okay. If, if we're out of the actual <laughs> questions, I've always in, got dude. We, we got time, well, Mark, man. Well, well, Mark, no pun intended, right? We got to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel you. Let's go ahead. Shoot. Right. Open ears. So I'm to be brief in my answer too, Mark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we generally try to keep the episodes at about an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, but. You came in a little late, so we're we're good. We're good. Okay. Top five MCs in your opinion. Top Past, five. present, whatever. Top five MCs. All right. Um Big Daddy Kane. Um Guru. Red Man. Uh Possum Noose. Man. And uh my man G Money Bags. Top five. Oh, no rock him. No KRS one. Yeah. You got no, Big Daddy Kane. That's all that matters. Because you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, don't, I don't include them. I don't I don't include them, man. You know, they're just they just part of the shit. You know what I'm saying? They're like given, right? Yeah, they're given, man. Like, you know, right. that's everybody. Like Pasta News from De La Soul is dope as hell. You so good. Yeah. He's dope, but why? Yeah. Why he? Why he? There's too many MCs over to me to always say Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. So what I did was I just picked from from that era, Big Daddy Kane. Over over, I say Big Daddy Kane and not KRS One from that era because Big Daddy Kane was, I don't know, he he had a he had more of a vibrant style. KRS was dope. Don't get me wrong, I'm a KRS head, BDP all day. You know, I learned to snatch whack rappers off stage from, from BDP. So, <laughs> you know, but Big Daddy Kane had a had a different flair that that was more appealing to me. So that's why I just chose him. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pasta News, man, he, De La Soul, they, they're so innovating and, and influential. Still. Still, still man. Show-wise, yeah. creativity-wise, man, crazy. You know what I mean? Got to bring in somebody you know, from, from out of my circle, man. My man G Moneybags is a dope MC. Nah, he ain't popular. Nah, nobody don't know him, you know, like like the other cats. But when it comes to MC, from what I hear, man, yo, you know, just a lot of cats, man, you know. So I just try to make my list a little bit different. <laughs> and and so he's going to a- be on your new release, man? Yeah, yeah. He's on the Low Life record. I got a new Low Life record called Two L's Up. Um, I've been spending, uh, giving little little teases on my IG. Um, so he's on that record. Um, and, uh, you know, he has a, uh, he has a, uh, a, a joint on, he has an album on uh, iTunes called, um, same, same shit, different fly or different, yeah, same shit, different fly, but he has, a, he's about to release, release something new, but the same shit, different fly is dope. And it's a record on there called the gift. 
which is dope. He's shooting a video to that uh, March 17th. So, um, so yeah, man, I kind of took him in, man. You know I mean? He's not signing me. We ain't, you know, he ain't my artist or nothing, but just on some yo homie, you know what I mean? You ain't got to do that by yourself, you know, come on through and me show you what I know, you know, channel you through my, my, uh, you know, my platforms and, and channels and, you know, do whatever you want to do. But, you know, I, I think that you dope and I think that you need it. You know, you should get more shine on what you get. You know, that's just how I move, you know, with any cat. Yeah. I feel is so, uh, so I'm a huge KRS one head and love BDP and all of that. Like since like 87, 88. Yeah. So I'm going to tell a little story here uh, that somebody told me. So the movie juice, mm-hmm. one of the guys that was in the, um, the, like the opposing gang or crew or whatever. Mm-hmm. He worked on the industry for a little bit and he did like background work on TV shows with me. And he was telling me a story that like at the height of the uh, East Coast, West Coast thing, when like uh, Death Row and Tupac were in New York for something, some award show or something, mm-hmm. Tupac was walking around like how Tupac walks around, like, you know, you know how Tupac walk like. Yeah. That whole like that, that strut. That, yeah, that that that. And he, yeah, yeah. And he comes strutting into a room like he's the fucking man. Sees KRS One and turns right around and walks out. <laughs> uh, hey, I, you know I wouldn't put it past him. You know KRS is uh about six about six two six yeah, he's a, two. He's a big dude. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Yeah. The the first time I saw KRS One, it was at uh this little university right by Erie Edinburgh. And it was probably, it must have been like 93, 94. So Erie, always 10 years later, like <laughs> gang shit was super heavy, right? Uh-huh. So KRS One's playing in this little ass college town. And everyone up front just starts throwing gang signs, maybe like one, two songs in. And the mic is feedback. And you just see KRS One, look at the mic fucking throw it down and he's like fuck you guys and leaves <laughs> that was it wow <laughs> he was done he, no, he, no. he just could not take it man the disrespect he was like this is dumb man i'm yeah. out the the wow. sick of it all guys talked about like so this hardcore band from new york city sick of it all they did a song with krs1 and they had krs1 introduce on one of their records uh-huh. and they talked about how like when he came into the studio he was he was still with miss melody Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were like they've never seen a guy that big scared of a woman, you know. Like he just totally <laughs> deferred to her, and they were just like, "This is freaking KRS One, like snatching people <laughs> off stage." And he's like, "Yes, honey, no, honey." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got I, I got plenty of different stories. I can't get into a wall right now, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I met KRS one. He don't remember it, but it was I was I was like maybe thirteen or something like that. Shook his hand in the elevator. He was at Buff State College performing. You know, Buff State used to have those uh, a lot of um, shows, a lot of parties. Yeah, it's the student union. Yeah, yeah, student union. So, uh, so yeah, you know, but he was in a rush. I thought he was kind of. I thought it was. I thought he was blowing me off because to me, I was his number one fan. He didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, I was like, oh man. So yeah, yeah, it's it's dope, man. I remember I was about to fight Spike Lee one time. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was, sounds like a good story there. Yeah, that's, you got to tell that. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I was about <laughs> about sixteen, and again living in Harlem during you know uh, during the summers rather, and so do the right thing 
the movie just came out and 125th and Lenox was uh, uh, filled with a lot of vendors. It was, it was different at the time in the nineties. And so with so many people it's normal when you see so many people, right? But I didn't pay attention to like the extra activity of it. And so as I'm looking at it as a, as a tur- as a t-shirt, I bump into somebody and they kind of like nudge me. And so I turned around immediately, like ready to, you know, and it was him. So, so I was like Tupac at KRS. I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> he was like, hey, he's, but when he nudged me, it wasn't like, you know, like get off me. It was like, it was like one of those. And it just hit me right here, which, you know, New York City, even though it's broad daylight, you know, anything can happen. So I'm immediately on guard and I'm a teenager. So I'm hotheaded, you know, yeah. with Spike Lee and, you know, a lot of his uh, security, you know, they kind of like his security looked at me like, I dare you. <laughs> my face was like, yo, you know, my apology, I, I didn't know, you know, so crazy. crazy. Looks funny. All right. So I, you got, I, you got I think else, on Chris? that. Now, I think on that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming man, on and being awesome. Yes, Taj. If people want to hear your stuff, where should they uh, Where should they look? Definitely not at the record stores, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, excuse me. I'm, I'm busy one second, okay? Got to tell my daughter. She, you know, my manager right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, kutajagrade.bandcamp.com. Uh, kutajagrade.bandcamp.com. Um, I used to have my own website, but, you know, I got a formula that's working right now. So kutajagrade.bandcamp.com. Um, you can also email me if, you know, any business opportunities. Um, kutajagrade at gmail.com. K-O-O-L-T-A-J-T-H-E-G-R-8. And IG. What's up, Taj? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I see your face, dude. Word up, man. You know, I appreciate you. See, this is what hip-hop is also. We are... Uh, prime example where hip hop done connected me and him. You know, we didn't know without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. We have a we have a re- our relationship is almost ten, is over ten years now. Yep. Yeah, man. You know, and and dude, BD, BD, and John Quest are all dropping new shit too, man. That that made me remember when you came up for that show with them, and I was like, man, all all these dudes right here still yeah. at it, man. Still at it. That's, yeah. that's what hip hop is about. Right, right. And I and I keep up with uh, John Quest. I see he's into yoga. He's in, yes, yeah, he's, dude, he's doing yoga now. Right, right. right. Um, he's he's yeah, found his, his right. inner peace, man. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, and you know, as much as I love the music, you know, like I like I tell collaborators, you know, when when I really got a good connection with them, you know, shout out to the Dead Poets, uh, Tone Spliff, um, uh, uh, Jay DePena, um, you know. Uh, Man, my man, innocent. You know, so many cats that you know I built a good relationship. LG Rock, you know, uh, JB the War Villain, a lot of cats, man. And what I have, what I love is building these relationships along the journey. Because at any given day and time, you know, you know, God forbid, I can't speak anymore. You know, I can't rap anymore. I can't perform anymore. I can't, I can't do the wave anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I never want. You know, these relationships based just on music. So I always tell cats, man, yo, you know, homies, mu- music or not, you know, yep. music is the, is the drawbridge to bring us in, you know, but we can build something, you know, from there that can just possibly spark ideas to probably change some of these social ills, you know, never know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Word. Nice. Thank Chris, you very much, man. Mark, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Word up. Man. Peace, Taj. Yes, Peace, sir. you guys. So good seeing you guys too, man. That's yeah, man. How, how long has it been since I've seen you? It's got to be like 20, uh, 20 plus years. At least, dude. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, long time. Cool, I've yeah. known I've known Iggy since like 90, 91. 91? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. When I was first allowed to go to out-of-town shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I love that hat, man. That that the Bills hat. Woo! Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I you hey, know it's funny. Like I, I you guys come across any, any uh classic kiss records, man. Let me know, man. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> I feel like I come across them on the streets all the time, like those guys selling random records. Right, right. <laughs> you know, next time when it gets a little warmer, I'll definitely keep an eye out. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. It means a lot, man. Thank right you for doing it. It's it's awesome. It's been great. Definitely. definitely. Anytime you need me, holler. All right. All right. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Take care, Later. man. See you guys at the ZT Bye. reunion. <laughs> <laughs> later, guys. Yep, right later. up front with the older old guys. <laughs> Thank See you, you later. Yes. In a brand you can trust, that's right. Low life, 230,000 plus. Known for rock and fly shit, that's my word. Shout out to all the generals. Thurston Howell the third, Rack Low, Branch Low, Rudy Low Chronicles. Leading trendsetters of fashion, read the articles. Shout out to Boost and Bill, his style was ill. Always on the go, snatching low, enjoying the thrill. St. John's Posse, Marcus Garvey, tougher than leather. Crownsville, when they came together. Couldn't be anybody just thinking you fresh. Cash got hurt, RL ripped off their chest. Snatched off the subway Train. Yo, give me that ski jacket, them goggles, nigga, keep your chain. It's a fly lifestyle where one became a need, like that silk stampede or that RL fatigue. Low down, including drawers and socks. Back in the day, floating fly styles, walking the blocks. High end fashion critics, they was crazy late. Ralphie kids rocking RL since 1988. Layers and layers and layers and layers and flavors and flavors and flavors and flavors. Layers and layers and layers and layers and flavors and flavors flavors and flavors. Layers and layers and layers and layers of flavors and flavors and flavors and flavors. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York, for many is home. Back live, Steve Austin, Fast Capone, Marco Polo, Disco G, Georgia Frizz, out of state tours. Niggas know what time it is. Shout out to Ski Black, Godfather of USA, a live crew, still repping the day. Low lights worldwide, kept tradition alive. Double L, 24 7, 365. But back in the day, you had to get busy, like showing up at Empire, rocking a silk crazy. Alpine P Wing, you know how I do. Staying true, coming through, Stadium 92. Ski Man, Polo Bear, Ralph Lauren underwear. Low slippers, fly niggas had a copper pair. Boosting low was an everyday ritual. Fresh off the rack and every piece original. Skills got sharp, you putting in more work. Up the back, fly shit, finessing the store clerk. Lord and Taylor's, Polo Man, Kimball's on 86. No knockoff shit, make sure that logo is well stitched. Bag, 
Houston cab Double L for life, God bless the dead One love to pumpkin, original head Frankie Boo, Clay Black, rep the RL thread This is urban culture, Brooklyn strong So much history I can't fit in the song Low goose on the deuce, thanks to rack low Stay true to yourself, y'all, and stack dough Keep it moving on the path that's straight Love and loyalty, y'all, cool times are great